Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. It's New Year's Day, a day when many people make resolutions, Colin. But this week, you're not talking about resolutions. You're looking ahead. You're talking about vision. You're talking about destiny, faith and hope and love. You've talked about hope. That's for the future. Faith is for today. And today we start to talk about love. Paul says the only thing that counts is faith working through love. But as you've just said, both the faith and the love spring from the hope that is stored up for us in heaven. And remember, these three things abide. They remain forever. The faith, the love, and the hope. Now, what is the relationship then between love and faith and love and hope. Let's talk about the love and hope first. We've seen that hope relates to the future, to our destiny. And we believe that we have this heavenly destiny. Therefore, God wants us to live the life of the kingdom of heaven here on earth and then we can enjoy our heavenly reward. So he teaches us to pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, Jesus made it very, very clear. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. So to really fulfill the destiny that God has for us, if we are what I call on Monday an Omega people, a people that have our eyes on the end, on the purpose that God has for us, then we will be prepared to be obedient to what God says to us in the present. And we've seen in the last couple of days that there is an obedience that comes from faith, but there is also an obedience that comes from love. And Jesus made that very clear. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. You know, before you were born again, you were outside of the love of God, but he drew you into that love, and he put his love into you by the Holy Spirit. And now what he wants is for you to remain in that love, which is why he said to his disciples at the Last Supper, remain in my love. Now, how do you remain in the love of God? Well, Jesus answered the question. He said, if you obey my commandments, you will obey, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. Very, very interesting. Because Jesus is saying that he could only remain in the love of the Father because he was prepared to be obedient to him during his life here on earth. And he's saying the same, you see, to us as disciples. The way you remain in my love, the way you remain at one with me in love, is by obeying my commands. So to disobey is actually a, a crisis of a lack of love for God. To disobey is to put yourself before God. 
And Jesus said that if anyone was going to follow him, he would have to deny himself, take up his cross and follow after him. In other words, in order to be obedient to Jesus, it is going to be necessary for us to very often, daily, he says, deny what we want to do in order to embrace what he wants us to do. As Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, it's a matter of not my will, but yours be done. Now, that is to be, if you like, a way of life, that every day of our lives, what we want above all else is to see the will of God for us fulfilled. Why? Because we love him. If you want your will rather than his will, then you love yourself more than you love him. So, you know, you need to be absolutely clear and honest about that. But if you really love the Lord, then you will obey him. Now, how does this love affect our hope? Well, if we are a people of hope, then we will realize it doesn't matter what the cost of love or the cost of obedience or the cost of having to trust God is now. Because the cost is far outweighed by the wonderful rewards that we shall have eternally when we go to be with the Lord. Now, of course, in eternity there is no time. It is forever. So, in our short lifespan here on earth, which is as nothing compared with eternity, what does it matter if, that we, have, if we have to face a certain amount of cost and self-denial of choosing to prefer others to ourselves? What does it matter if we have to make certain sacrifices in order to express God's love for other people, to serve them, to bless them, to give to them, to encourage them, rather than just to do what we want. I mean, really, what does it matter? Because the cost to us now is as nothing compared to the rewards that await us in heaven. One thing, though, we do need to be clear about is it's not a matter of saying, oh, well, I'm going to go to heaven anyway. It doesn't matter what I do now. In Matthew 25, when Jesus divides the sheep from the goats on the day of judgment, that was the very mistake that the goats made. There was need all around them, and Jesus actually says in a quite astonishing way that he was in the needs. But because the goats did not meet those needs, address those needs, or do anything to satisfy those needs, they did not serve the Lord himself. And they didn't get a very good press. I mean, being cast out into outer darkness, the place of wailing and gnashing of teeth, is not a very good expectation, is it? The righteous were the sheep, and they were the ones who did the work. Yes, there would have been sacrifice involved, there would have been love for the poor, the needy, the desperate, those who needed encouragement and so on. Uh, there would have been the need of faith 
to trust God to enable them to do whatever God was asking them to do. But you see, they were prepared to express that faith and that love because of the hope that was set before them, because they were a people of hope. What I've been saying all this week is that often this dimension of hope is what is lacking in many Christians' lives. But I hope that you're beginning to see now that it is this hope that actually gives us the right motivation. Hope motivates you. And, and instead of feeling sorry for yourself, instead of looking at the cost, instead of looking at the things that you are missing that you would like to do, you are looking ahead. And it's as if you see the king reigning in heaven and you see yourself reigning with him. You see yourself in heavenly places, in that place that he has gone before to prepare for you. You see yourself in your appointed place because he is pleased with you, because you have fulfilled the destiny that he had for you as a believer. You see, you've heard me say many times on this program that God did not save you to go to heaven. That is your hope. But he saved you first to outwork his will on earth and then to go to heaven. So he saved you to live a life of faith and to live a life of love and then to go and enjoy your eternal hope. It isn't a question of, well, I'm just going to live my own life according to my own will and my own desires, and I've got my hope anyway. No, no. To have such an attitude shows a complete lack of love for God. And we are to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, strength. If you love the Lord, you will want his will. You will want to obey him. You will want to fulfill whatever it is he asks of you. Now, I've made it clear repeatedly that God will always give us the grace to do whatever he calls us to do. He is not a hard taskmaster. He knows what the capacity of each one of us is. You remember in the, in the um, parable of the talents, the master distributed the talents according to the ability of each one. God will not ask of you what he might ask of others with a greater spiritual capacity. But he will ask of you what will stretch you, what, what will stretch your faith and challenge your love. Why? Well, when Christ came to live in you, the author of faith came to live in you, and the one who is love came to live in you. And what God wants is to see more of that faith expressed in your life and more of that love being realized. And he knows the only way that that can happen is to put challenges before you so that you have to trust him. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 